just watching uh, these images that come out of uh, Florida those last few days have been just amazing. All the destruction and, uh, inflicted on that area in such a small amount of time by that storm, huh? And, you know, all those people down there lost their homes, their livelihood, their businesses. Uh, some people have been injured, some people have died. Dislocation, just everything, just gone. And we can look at that from the, the safety of our living room, watching it on TV and the Weather Channel or whatever. And, and we, our heart goes out to them. We pray for them. Huh? We want to help them as much as we can. But there's a, there's a, a certain removal from the, in this distance from us from that. You just kind of look sort of like a bystander at it. At the same time, uh, we have our own storms, don't we? Our own hurricanes in our own life. Disruptions, catastrophes, tragedies, difficulties. People die. People leave us. Difficulties and families, with our, maybe our marriages, if there's a struggle with the kids, or somebody's health is bad, somebody loses a job. These are, aren't these storms too? And these are the ones that we feel immediately because they're ours. Different than the ones in Florida, but no less significant to the one who experiences it. In those moments, I think the temptation for all of us is to be like the first reading in the prophet where, you know, the, the question is, why, why, why? You know, why is this happening? And, and, and God responds. Uh, what does he say? He goes, have, have trust. Wait and have trust. I've got a plan here, and I'm working it out. I'm working it to the good, Right? why question. It's natural. But it's not meant to be stayed in. It isn't the final uh, situation because it's not answerable. These why things. Typically. We don't get the answer. Why? Why did this happen to me? I go to Mass. I pray. I go to confession once in a while. I throw money in the basket. I tithe. I help the poor. I give the poor works of mercy. Uh, I'm a good uh, husband or father, wife, mother. I'm a good son, daughter, friend. Uh, I, I, I take care of my family. I try to be nice to people. I pay my taxes. You know, I you know, drive this people in there once in a while. That's okay. <laughs> Why? And, you know, Lord, today in a total smackdown of the apostles and us, you know, he tells this little parable. You know, hey, when you come in from your place of being a servant, you want to sit down at the table and have somebody wait on you? And the, and the master says, no, put your apron on and get back to work. What is Jesus saying to us? He goes, you want me to like a, run a parade down Main Street because you came to Mass today? Your, that's, that's your job. That's your obligation. You know, I'm not going to... It, it, you're not here so I can tell you how great you are, he says. 
I'm here to help, help you figure it out. Do your job. And stop asking, oh, why me? I do all these things and why did this happen? No. That's the why question. And you can't stay there. If you stay in the why question, which can't be answered, you get bitter and angry. And we know people like that. The movement of the spirit that's fanned in a flame is to go from why to what. What are you going to do with this, Lord? What are you working to the good? You know, think about all those people down there. We, you know, we look at that, and there's a certain distance for us. We don't feel it immediately. It's not our thing. But when it is our thing, we feel it intensely, and we want everybody else to feel it. And the answer that God gives to us, through the prophet, through through Paul and the, and the gospel is, you know, I'm God, you're not, and from the beginning time till now to the end of all things, I've got a plan, and you're part of it. And your life and your situation and the things you go through and experience are all part of it. But my plan from the beginning of all things till the end of all things is quite large. And your life in the span of that is so, so short. So do your job, which is to say, as the prophet and Jesus says, be patient, trust, and have faith. Wait, trust, have faith. And we don't like that. We want it now. We want answers now. We want things fixed now. We want suffering over now. And Jesus says, no. From the beginning of all things to the end of all things, you're in that plan that I'm working out. And you're not insignificant and you're not unimportant. And I know you personally and I love you. And I'm here to heal you and help you. But your, your life, in the, in the great masterpiece that I'm painting, is, is a mere brushstroke. A dot in this beautiful tapestry of salvation history of life and love and grace. It's not unimportant. It, it's necessary and it, and it contributes to the whole. But from the beginning of all things to end of all things, and the role that we play, Jesus isn't going to sit here and run a parade down the street. He's going to say, put your apron back on and get to work. Wait, trust, have faith. I've got you, and I've got a plan. Many years ago, my mom had uh, stage three or four breast cancer, and we didn't think she was gonna make it, and, but she was, you know, as devastated as she was, and as painful as that experience was for our family, a very immediate experience, it was, my mother, it was my dad's wife, it was my brother's and sister's mom, you know, immediate. Lord, why is this happening? That was my mom, too. Why is this going on? I go to Mass, I go to confession, I pay my taxes, why me? And she's praying for some miraculous thing to happen that's going to take her out of the suffering, which lasted for several years. 
She's waiting for the helicopter to come in and just lift her out of it and bring her to this place of refreshment, light, and peace. Huh? And then she goes, I finally got it. The Lord rebuked me and said, you know, stop that. I've got a plan. Stop looking over for the helicopter because right over here, there's a boat and it's going around the wreckage of this disaster that has befallen you. Get in the boat. Well, I'd rather, I'd rather have the helicopter. <laughs> you know, because that takes me away, but the boat stays in it. What is Jesus saying? I'm not here to save you from the vagaries of life. I'm here to suffer and experience them with you. I am in it with you. So wait, be patient, have trust. This plan is going to be fulfilled. Not in our time, but in his. That little brushstroke of our life that is a contribution to the whole of the majesty of the art that he is composing. Yeah. So when you think of why, fine, don't stay there. Move to what? Do what? Trust, wait, patience. Because he is going to do it for you. St. Augustine has a beautiful prayer. He says, Lord, you are the doctor and I am the patient. I am the one who is sick and you are the only one who can cure me. Thank you for curing me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for loving me. Never stop healing or loving me so that I might share that healing and that love with other people. And there, there it is. God works a plan for the good. And in the experience of tragedy, catastrophe, and the hurricanes of our life, the call is not to bemoan our situation, why me, but to say, and rather, with appropriate time of healing, now, Lord, what, what do you want me to do for you? What are you working to the good? How is this experience of suffering going to change me to become more compassionate, more loving, more forgiving, more merciful, more trusting, more patient, more of a gift to other people so that in my experience of your plan in my life, now other people are going to experience that plan in theirs through me. There it is. Put your apron on and stop complaining. Get to work. There's a lot of suffering in the world, in our families and others. And our experience of the Lord's healing, merciful love has taught us that it's going to be okay. We've all been through it, and we got through it. We're here today. Some tragedy has happened to most of us. And we wondered, how will we ever get through it? And yet here we are today. So do now what you did then, and it's all going to be okay. You see, the greatest tragedy of all human history was God dying on the cross. Right there. In the eyes of the body, the why, look at that and see a dead man. But the eyes of faith, the what, sees the empty tomb and resurrection and grace and the church and baptism and the spirit stirred into flame by the power of Christ alive in us, capable 
of doing extraordinary things, saying to that tree, be uplifted and planted in the sea, and it obeys us. All of us doing extraordinary things with the ordinary moments of our lives. There it is. Why? No. What? Yes. Wait, trust, and have faith.